Donald Trump's daily indictments continue. And Devin Archer comes out against the Biden crime family this week. Meanwhile, New York City doubles down on its crime-fighting policies, which, incidentally, do nothing to actually fight crime. And don't look now, but Sanctuary City Mayor and man whose head resembles a delicious bonbon, Eric Adams, blames the federal government for, and get this, causing an immigration crisis. In the economy, the numbers could not be stronger. Our nation's credit just got downgraded. Record low unemployment. Inflation reaching a new normal. And gas prices are at the lowest point ever in the last 48 hours. Find out exactly how our country's great leaders managed to pull it all together when it counts on today's episode of History's Greatest Podcast. I'm Eric Giannis. And this is The Eric Yana Show. Hello and welcome back. In a shocking development that literally everyone saw coming... Former President Orange Man Bad and guy suspected of inciting erections, Donald Trump, has been indicted for what feels like the 100 millionth time. Now, this story was so groundbreaking and was so shockingly surprising that most of us had to do at least a double take on the banner notification before deleting it to get back to watching our cat videos. Trump's latest indictment was over his alleged attempts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. This latest indictment, which enjoys the same widespread support as his other indictments, comes as a unique surprise since many of us were confident in MSNBC analyst Elise Jordan's prediction that Trump would be facing charges of, quote, inciting an erection, close quote. Now that the latest indictment is out, we at the Eric Yana Show feel disheartened that Adolf Trump is only being charged with such minor offenses as attempting to overthrow democracy, when clearly we should be going after his bigger crimes. Oh well, we'll just have to wait until tomorrow to see if the next indictment is something bigger. In the meantime... There's no shortage of news on Joe Biden's legal troubles, but of course I'd like to remind everyone that no amount of facts, evidence, or witness testimony will ever be enough to prove that Joe Biden did anything illegal or even morally questionable, okay? Everything I'm about to report on here is just for academic purposes. It's purely educational. The big story this week involving first son and cokehead-in-chief Hunter Biden centers around Hunter's former business partner, Devin Archer. Archer testified in front of Congress this week, declaring that then-vice president and still spy of the Chinese government, Joe Biden, was on more than 20 different calls with Hunter's business associates. I will now read from Devin's exact statement before Congress, totally unedited, and I would like to remind my audience 
that these are his words, not mine, and that they in no way express the views of this show. Quote, yeah, Joe Biden did all that stuff, and Hunter made hundreds of millions of dollars giving favors to the Chinese government. And Joe is one of the most corrupt, sleazy, snotbag politicians who deserves everything that's coming to him. There were books written about his corruption and you still voted for him because no one reads and that's why we'll all get away with it. We'll get away with it because all we have to do is roll out some flashy story about aliens or something and everyone will forget everything I said here today. Mwahahaha, ha ha, ha ha ha. Close quote. Now, obviously, Mr. Archer's testimony does nothing to prove Joe Biden or Hunter Biden did anything wrong because we know from first principles that the Bidens are powerful Democrats and powerful Democrats can do nothing wrong by definition. If you're still not convinced that Archer's testimony is false, then I'm forced to remind you that Donald Trump's first impeachment was exclusively based on the claim that then-President Trump had no legitimate reason to investigate the gas company Burisma. If Devin Archer's testimony were true, then it would mean Donald Trump did have reason to look into Burisma, and that would mean the first impeachment of Donald Trump should be expunged. This was explained by David Marcus at Human Events. Quote, The first impeachment of Donald Trump hinged on one and only one premise. The president of the United States had no legitimate reason to ask Ukrainian president Vladimir Zelensky to investigate the gas company Burisma and did so only for personal political gain. After Hunter Biden associate Devin Archer's bombshell testimony this week, this allegation has not just been debunked, it has been utterly obliterated. Archer let it slip that indeed Burisma had specifically asked Hunter to assist in the firing of prosecutor Victor Shokin, who was investigating the gas concern, and to take up the matter with, quote, D.C., close quote, who in D.C. might they have been referring to. And what do you know, not long after, in a tale told by Joe Biden himself in 2018 on video, he got that prosecutor fired in a scene that, as he described it, could have come straight out of the Godfather. So let's connect these dots that do not appear to be in dispute. Burisma thought it was bribing Joe Biden through his son. They then paid that son millions of dollars, and then Joe Biden did exactly what they wanted him to do. As such, the first impeachment so gravely conducted by the Democrats in the House of Representatives must be expunged. Close quote. Now, What this journalist, who I've been told is currently being charged with white supremacy-related domestic terrorism, what he clearly doesn't understand is that the Democrats were the ones that brought the impeachment case against the great terror of our time, Donald Trump. When you have to ask yourself whether you should believe a mountain of evidence, facts, and suspicious circumstances, or whether you should just trust and have blind faith in the Democratic Party, well... There's no contest. I stand alongside my journalistic comrades at CNN and MSNBC in the continuing effort to perpetrate whatever talking points we need to discredit Devin Archer and delude the American public into thinking that Joe Biden is a stand-up guy. Still, 
Obviously, it took a lot of courage from Devin Archer to testify against a sitting U.S. president and his family. And for that bravery, we commend him. In other news, Devin Archer's funeral is expected to take place later next week with the Biden family present for their former fallen friend after his expected sudden accident and or suicide, which Donald Trump may or may not have been involved in. Meanwhile, the most popular presidential candidate in the history of presidential candidates is unpopular among Democrats, that is. A new New York Times poll shows that more than half of all Democrats believe the party should nominate someone else for the coming term. Only 45% of Democrats believe Biden should be renominated. And while that may sound bad, those numbers are actually pretty great because let's remember that this time last year, only 26% of Democrats thought Biden should be reelected at all. So all things considered, he must be doing something right. However, unfortunately, 54% of Democrats disapprove of Biden's administration. I don't think that the Biden administration really has anything to worry about, though, because after all, the last president who had this low of an approval rating was Donald Trump. And just look at how well his election campaign went. To round out the Biden news... The Blaze Media reports that Hunter Biden is now filing an ethics claim against Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. The complaint comes after Representative Greene held up sexually explicit photos of Hunter Biden during a congressional hearing which were pulled off of Hunter's infamous non-existent laptop. The laptop, which we all remember was previously reported as a hoax, but which now is confirmed to be real, had photos of Hunter Biden doing many degrading and possibly illegal acts with multiple presumed prostitutes. Hunter's lawyer wrote a letter to the House of Representatives complaining about Representative Green's quote, unethical behavior, close quote, and Hunter Biden has now filed a formal ethics complaint against Green. Democrat representative and man with a very unfortunate name, Jamie Raskin, also lambasted Green's antics, saying, quote, Yesterday they took us to a new low when Marjorie Taylor Green decided for completely gratuitous reasons to show purported pornographic scenes of Hunter Biden. I mean, if this is not a violation of the rules of decorum of the House, then we don't have rules of decorum in the House. Close quote. Rashkin continued feverishly. Quote, and I've been telling Republicans if those images were in a book, they'd be voting to ban them. Instead, they decided to display them to the whole country in the House of Representatives. Close quote. Rashbottom, to his credit, did go on to note that if Green had printed Hunter's photos in a children's book, then obviously he would have considered it to be sexual health care and no harm done. Green, for her part, seems entirely unconcerned with the complaint, preferring stubbornly to point out the horrible and grotesque corruption that is rotting out the federal government and jeopardizing the lives of millions of Americans. What a fascist. Moving on to other domestic news, New York City Mayor and guy for whom it's just not getting any better, Eric Adams has unleashed yet another dynamite plan to solve one of New York City's perennial problems, gun violence. 
Many of you will remember how Mayor Adams already came up with an inventive plan to stop shoplifting by using kiosks that offer the thieves social services for free. Well, now he is applying that same ingenuity to New York's gun crime. Is he applying the method of former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani, who famously already solved New York's crime problem back in the 1990s? Of course not! Adams would never stoop so low as to admit that Giuliani had ever done anything right. No! Mayor Adams is applying that famous Democrat reasoning, which says everything, and I mean everything, is about getting weirdly close to children. That's right, Adams' plan will cost around half a billion dollars and will be spent on things like elementary education, making parks pretty, mental health programs, employment programs, and housing programs for would-be gun criminals. Because at 25, if you violently kill others with a gun, it must be because you don't have access to affordable housing, or perhaps you don't have a pretty park in your neighborhood. If only you had some small re-education, then I'm sure you would amend your ways and become the next CEO of Tesla. What's conspicuously lacking from the mayor's $500 million plan? Expansion of the city police force. That's right. There will be no plan to expand the city's police resources or a single dollar spent on hiring or recruiting police officers in any of the great city's precincts. The move is being hailed as pure genius, given that the city is now seeing around 100 officers resign from the force every month. But that's not all that's making headlines for Mayor Adams. Politico reports that Mayor Adams is in the midst of an immigration crisis, and now he's blaming the federal government. From the report, quote, Adams has blamed the White House for not sending enough financial aid or acting on requests like expedited work authorization. More than 93,000 immigrants have come to the city since last spring. More than half remain in its care. There were bordering states that received more money than us, and they're using the money to bus people to New York, Adams said Monday on an unrelated news conference. He said New York City has received only $30 million in federal aid thus far for a crisis he has estimated would cost $4.2 billion by next summer. Close quote. Such a shame. Such a shame. Of course, if Mayor Adams wasn't ruling a sanctuary city, then perhaps he could actually enforce the law. But thankfully, New York is a sanctuary city. And isn't it just unfortunate that this whole problem was just caused because the federal government didn't dole out enough resources to Eric Adams' office? I mean, if Eric Adams had only had more money from the federal government or more authority too, then obviously this crisis wouldn't be happening. But alas, those pesky Republicans who control absolutely nothing must be an obstacle for him. And it's, it's a tragic story. It's truly tragic. I mean, migrants sleeping on the streets in Arizona or Texas is one thing. I mean, that's, that's par for the course. But when it happens in Chicago or New York City, then by God, it's time to declare a national emergency. Makes perfect sense to me. 
All right, well, that's everything I've got for you today. I'm Eric Giannis, reminding you that Neil deGrasse Tyson still doesn't know anything about biology or gender. And this has been another episode of The Eric Giannis Show. As always, thanks for listening. <laughs>